0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host. Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and today I have my next epic guest. I've got Mrs. Jen Nolan, also known as Yak Girl, and she lives down in Hitchcock, Texas. Uh, she is the owner and founder at Champions Outdoors, and uh, this lady's pretty awesome. Um, if you haven't checked her out, uh, look her up on Facebook, but uh Enough about me rambling. Uh welcome, Jen, um, to my show. And uh let's uh let's get started. Let's uh have everybody uh know what you're all about.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, um Champions Outdoors is a great place to start. We started a little something about five years ago, and it originally was just kind of a I'll be 45 this year, so maybe we'll call it a midlife crisis. I don't know, but it was something. (laughs) Something was going on. Um, I was turning 40. Life was not what I thought it would be by then, and I just wanted to find something else. My health was awful. My weight was ridiculous. I was not being who I wanted to be for my kids or for other women, you know, so I was like, we got to do something about this. So um, fishing's always been a lifetime passion of ours, outdoors, kayaking, boating, canoeing, rafting, whatever, if it's out on the water, you know, we love it, and so we we, we were like just screwing around in the water one day out, out in uh, Trinity Bay, and we paddled out some um, baits over to a little pier that was broken down from a, like a storm that had come through and left it behind, and we caught some ridiculous fish, and I was like, hmm, <laughs> and then I was like, well, turns out people actually do this and it's a whole thing and so we started competing um got ourselves wrapped up with the jackson family about four years ago and kind of in and out with that and back with with team jackson now um since last year and we've had a wealth of growth of opportunity as i've had a loss of weight <laughs> so it's, it's like each year I, w- I was having like a steady 12 pounds a year so it's like a steady we're like 86 pounds off and that's whole thing was champions outdoors was to get people in the outdoors and help them get you know healthier and fast forward now four years um i have a uh, heroes on the water chapter that we founded last year um in galveston bay and we use all of our boats with champions outdoors we we donate them every time we have an event so we don't have to worry about waiting for our chapter a lot of times everybody wants to start a chapter but the funds aren't there for the kayaks we're blessed to have, have gotten to the point that we have the kayak rental now so we're like hey you know i'm already a veteran and we're veteran-owned business, serving our veterans in our area, volunteering with Hal. Just it made sense for us to get our own chapter. And then so, you know, also during yeah, so during that time, I have a lot of kids. I'm sure you figured out that part. And um, so, <laughs> yeah. five, six, they're great, they're awesome. Um, but getting like that life breath where you're you're starting starting to do something for yourself, but you still have little people. We wanted to find a way that they would fit, too, and and Kids Fish 2 came right along with that, and we're in our fourth year with that, and that's a good time um, with the kiddos. And then we did the real girls thing, too, in 2016, and that was really just finding women like me that were like, what the heck are we doing with our lives? We can be more. We can do more. We don't have to settle for this box that they've told us we have to be in. We don't have to raise our kids in boxes. We can just get in plastic boats instead, and... (laughs) Fast forward now, we're we're four years into all of our programs, and we've had a lot of success and a lot of uh, happy, whole, healed people in the process. So that's our goal is, is to just find more people that we can help get happy and whole.
1: Right. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. I mean, in what, four years, you've accomplished all of that. That's outstanding.
2: <laughs> four years ago, there were a lot of people who are like, Jen, you can't just do that. And I'm like... Well, people keep telling me I can't just do stuff and then I just don't do it. So I'm going to see what happens if I actually just do it after She's someone fine. told me
1: I can't do it. And it turns right. out if you don't do it anyway, you, you actually can. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. That that is so awesome. So, yeah, I see that uh, you've had an awesome weight loss journey with it, too. So you said you what lost like 12 or 18 pounds a year. Yeah, so our, my, my weight
2: loss right now is at 86 pounds total since day one. Holy
1: cow.
2: Yeah. I'm 18 and I'm a size nine. And I haven't had six kids. And I had all my kids, you know, the natural way. So I grew large bellies and, you know, pushed out children and did all that <laughs> lovely work that you do with your body and I did that over the course of 24 years
1: three sons
2: three daughters yeah so it's a lot and it's my youngest is six so it's not like we're even close to out of the woods um but he's yeah (laughs) and homeschooling too So like if you're if you're a mom you're going crazy anyway add into a mom of multiple you're extra crazy mom of multiple homeschooling that means there's not a lot of breaks which comes back to the mental paddling so
1: right yeah Yeah. and I mean you know that that's a lot you know because you know that's actually a topic that I've been kind of wanted to talk more to the ladies about you know it's just the sacrifice that you know parents make you know and I mean especially having six kids like my gosh like having time for yourself like just doesn't exist sometimes (laughs) (laughs) right So, but, but that's even greater, you know, that you get to, you know, share your passion for kayak fishing with them too. Uh, yeah. And that's the best part is, you know, I think if I could go back 20
2: years and talk to myself 20 years ago when I was trying to figure out what my children could be and let's push them to be the best there is that everyone says this kid, this age should be doing instead of, I wonder how weird my kid is. Let's find <laughs> that weird. And hone in on the weirdness so they can be an individual so they stand out. And and I just wish I had known that. Back then, you know, I spent the first half of parenting the older three, I was worried about making them fit in somewhere and I'm like, we don't fit in and it's okay. <laughs> right? It's,
1: yeah, that's it's okay to be younger. extraordinary. <laughs>
2: It is. It is. I mean, younger three. Yeah, they've never really been to much public formal anything. They've gotten everything at home, and their their esteem is different. And you know, they're a little arrogant at times. which you have to be careful with that because they. I'm like, no, actually, you're not the greatest of all times. You might be if you keep working hard, but right now you're not. Right. <laughs> so, Got to keep the egos. Got to keep the egos down. <laughs> right. With the but they, they're great kids and I get to celebrate life with them. You know, parents are, and I don't want to speak on all parents. I'm an 80, 20 girl with everything that I say is usually, I'm usually talking about 20% of the people that are actually affected or trying to make a difference. And then 80% fall into that pool of normal of whatever society's normal is. And so there's 20% that are jumping and doing what the 80% does. I don't think anyone wants to send their kid to public school. It's a 40 hour a week job for a kid to pay a teacher. I, that's my personal thing, because the right. teachers can't teach the way they want to. Teachers' hands are tied. You know, All the teachers that have the real heart for teaching, they're they're stuck. They can't do what they want to do because of the governmental control over every aspect of education. Um, so you know, I wish we could free the teachers, but we can't. So I'm gonna at least free my own kids. <laughs> right.
1: Oh my gosh. That's crazy. So you said your youngest is six. How old are the rest of them?
2: So from top to bottom, it's 24, 20, 18, 14, 12, and six.
1: Oh my and gosh. And then I've
2: got two. Two grandbabies that are oh. two and three.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Do they uh, do they live my, close to you? They don't. They're
2: in Washington, and it's terrible. Oh, they're wow. way too far away. <laughs>
1: yeah. So my 24 year old
2: did the relocate and find find her own groove thing, and she's still working on that. But um, so my my two year old and three year old grandbaby are from her, and they're a little too far away from Gigi. But they were just with me for the majority of last year, so we got to spend a lot of time together last year. Oh,
1: that's good. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) My goodness. Um. So yeah. So you're on Team USA, right? I am. So I. That's an
2: exciting thing for me. So I've got a lot of teams that I'm on. Team USA is a very special. Because if you see the other names on Team USA, I'm still, if you have to know who I am, I'm like the barefoot lost girl on the wrong side of the tracks who's okay with it. So I'm like, I don't even know how my name got in the hat with such amazing people. And, you know, everybody else is like, Jen, you're awesome too. And I'm like, but it's Ron Champion, but it's, you know, but it's Eric Jackson, but it's, you know, and it, drew gregory and matt ball and just just really there's there's 16 of us i think and phenomenal anglers and i'm just blessed that my name even got thrown in that hat i don't know who threw it in thank you whoever you are (laughs) um because we're getting to go back for year two to panama this year it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: right that's
2: i know i was like panama i'm thinking florida they're like no jen no like panama and i'm like at the front door. <laughs> like, right. When you to Panama, you can take her out of the marsh, but I'm not sure what's gonna happen <laughs> in Panama. Right.
1: About so about when a- when is that trip? That's May first through the fourth. My gosh, wow, that's coming up. So wow. <laughs>
2: I, I i'm i'm actually traveling i'm i'm just outside the lake that i grew up on in tennessee and i'm meeting up with mike mckinstry to do some filming for Bass Watch, and i'm stoked because yes. it's the lake I grew up on, and we and so we just got picked up on team rail blazer which is exciting because we've been promoting yak gear and rail blazer for four years i have and josh has been promoting them for nine years and he's been on their pro staff in, in the past and we both just got um, picked up for team rail blazer for 2020 so and um just big stuff for us just we're excited
1: Right. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. That'd be awesome to spend like a day with Mike McKinstry. You know, I mean, he's such an awesome dude. He is an
2: awesome dude. You know, he and I have a lot in common for I'm, I'm working on a series this year called The Heart of the Angler and trying to get away from the brand. And, and if you watch, we, we just started our podcast. We've been doing a lot of lives over the years, but no, nothing formal. And Mike really encouraged me to go ahead and hone. Jen, you've got a lot to say, hone it in. You've got something different. You know, there's not another single homeschooling, crazy mom with tons of kids running around, you know, on a, on a kayak that she can throw half the kids on catching fish, you know, and at that both sides of the water And and I'm not, you know, breaking records or smashing anything like that, but I am doing something different. And I do have a unique audience of people to talk to. And, you know, there are a lot of us mamas who wish we could just go and do something like this. And the only difference between me and those mamas is I just decided to say, you know what? It's now or never. The kids can go when they want to go. If they don't want to go, they can hang back. They've been schooling for seven years. So they're in enough of a habit that they can handle their school day with a, with a phone call from mom. They don't have <laughs> to have. over them at the-
1: Right. I gosh. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, talking about, you know, a little bit about like your weight loss journey, you know, when you first started and to where you are now, you know, kayak fishing to you, you know, has been a lot about, you know, the mental aspect, but the physical aspect. But, you know, when you first started in it, you know, kind of at your heaviest part, you know, how do you feel about, you know, kind of like the way maybe people saw you or... Um, just, you know, kind of like that general impression to, you know, kind of how it is now and like, you know, what, what have you gained or what have you lost from, you know, your weight loss journey? The biggest thing I've made is losing the right people, if that makes sense. So in a
2: series of major transition in life where you're changing every aspect about your life, because I'd gone through a divorce at the same time. I lost oh. my house in Hurricane Harvey.
1: So oh my like God. it was like
2: everything, you know, like, can we get anything worse? So I was at that complete bottom transition of everything in my life just had to be different. And we just had to do it all different. And I'm looking at my kids and it's me and them. And we're in this little hotel in Galveston. And I'm like. I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I'm going to do. And I'm just like, I'm not packing up and going to Tennessee. I'm, I'm not going home. I've I've fought the good fight this long. And um I just spoke some stuff. And I told my kids, man, we're going to do this. And I don't know how long it's going to take, but we're going to do it. And I, and I told them four years ago, we're going to do what we're doing right now. And we're here doing it and it's, we're not, you know, getting rich or anything like that, but we have food to eat every day. So,
1: <laughs> right. And that that's no easy feat, like any, no, I, like being a, a single mom, you know, that, God, that's going to be hard. <laughs> I'll tell you, I cannot
2: not give my, my ex-husband and I definitely had some things we need to work on each individually and stuff, but he provides a, a very good financial, um, stable home for my kids even though he's not there anymore he does take care of us financially and so I'm blessed to have that and I wouldn't be able to do this you know I've got the sponsors that love me and take care of me with brain and product and then I've got um I do have that financial support from him you know he takes good care of us in that way and and not a lot of people can say that so
1: right yeah exactly yeah you've got the foundation set up in place but I mean still though like just to you know be where you are now you know looking back it, it's it's got to be just so like
2: it's like the- Difference. like and i'm glad you mentioned that because it was frustrating i was a frumpy i mean i looked like an unhappy frumpy fat sad miserable person i had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia i had to hang up my camera after a 20-year career you know i was a photographer in the military i did a lot of photojournalism at that time i worked for the santa fe paper when i first got out of the military went into you know all the mills and did studio portraiture till they closed opened my own business and i just i did a 20-year full run on photography and at the time um that I got diagnosed with fibro, it was really a weight issue. And then I didn't notice at the time. And I'll still have a flare up on occasion. There's times that I'll go from being a perfectly normal person. I can't even lift my body up. Like I lose all the strength in my body. And kayaking definitely pushes me to the limits on that stuff. But I'm just, I'm a very... I was a proactive on your health because what I learned is if I lost the weight and I did, and if I kept myself active and I did, and I learned about my my body and what vitamins I needed and what, what was wrong with me here that I needed to work on and focus on it, it, completely changed my life and all the staple through all of that was kayaking and I met so many people with a similar struggle and we were all very private with each other with our struggle we're out there having a great time and nobody knows that we were all just sitting around crying I and mean, most of us guys like guys have a, you know, a major they got stuff going on up here man
1: right they just don't express it like we do
2: you know <laughs> the water because it, it creates that environment for people to unplug and plug into each other. Same thing with Kids Fish 2, or with Champions Outdoors, if they come out and do a family day, or if they're just coming out and picking up a rental for themselves. I get to share that story with them of you know time when I was unhealthy. I took control over it myself. I didn't you know have surgeries and nothing wrong with people who do. Everybody has to get it under control how they have to. For me, I had to just completely change everything about my life, including how I ate supplements that I was taking, what what I was doing, and putting best for myself. and And now I see my kids, you know making better choices and stuff like that. You know.
1: oh my gosh, look at you, being a role model and everything. <laughs> that's you know I mean that's be something to be so proud of i'm a mess but i can't help
2: you lose some weight and i can help you (laughs) head right if things are crazy up there so that's my that's
1: that's my claim to
2: fame, (laughs) right i
1: know yeah i'll have to get some tips for you know but i mean like you know that it, it that's been like my number one struggle like and like i know it's like the only thing kind of holding me back from anything right now but it's been a lot of the mental game too but you know getting into the kayak fishing It's just like when you're out there in the outdoors and in the water, it's just like you're in a totally different world and you can just like, you know, you forget about your troubles and you just, you know, have that release and that escape, you know, and it just, you know, the people who don't kayak fish, you know, they just don't understand what that means to us, you know.
2: Who, like with the health perspective you know there was a time when I was weighing 250 pounds my jackson kraken I flipped that thing more than once I'm not proud you know and before that I was in a little pelican I'd had some flips and some scary times out on the water when I was learning things and the heavier I was the harder it was for me and so right. now I, I have myself and I tell people all the time you know people are like well you know this is the the best kayak or this is the greatest I'm like they're all great if they're still out there and they're still selling they're all great kayaks but we have to qualify because the kayak that's right for me and my body style now wasn't the right kayak for me four years ago you know that kayak came in my butt once but you know as I got better and got stronger and got you know, more personal stability, it got to the point that it really didn't matter the stability of the craft, I could handle that. Whereas mm-hmm. a time that I would leave a wobble people out there and I was gonna fall down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now the blue sky you gotta you gotta jump off the end of that thing and go swimming i mean it's it's the the stablest thing on the market so. right
1: yeah i know um brian schiller he's the main host for uh, the pedal and Fin group with the og show he's got a blue sky that he fishes out of okay. and i That's think fun. he's had like three people stand and bounce up and down on that thing and i'm just like that is crazy it's like super it solid <laughs>
2: So for old ladies like me, as I tell people, "My God, I might not look old, but I am a middle-aged grandma. My my grace and stability is not what it used to be."
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that that is so awesome. Um. So tell me more about the um. uh, uh, Um. Having a brain fart right now. The fish for kids is that it. So kids fish too. This was this was a lot of fun. So back
2: yeah back in 2016 my now 15 year old he'll be 15 this summer he's 14 he was 11 or 10 or 11 and he was watching me getting fit and getting into the kayaking and he wanted a kayak and he loved going out on the water and loved to fish he's kind of a barefoot you know around barefoot and cutoffs in a cast net all the time that's just how he, he rolls and he was like mom we could probably do something for the kids and being at home school we're starting to get into middle school he needed some kids to plug into and I was like you know what bud? we could probably do that so we just started a little thing and he wanted to call it kids fish too. And he got his little GoPro and made some little videos and he made the Facebook page, which is now I think has a thousand followers and we have 50 kids every semester. And we have approximately 40 events every calendar year um, for our kids. And it's, it's a great time, man. We we have so much fun. We do peer days where they get to catch, you know, you know, big, big fish um, sharks and bull reds and stuff. And if even if we don't catch one usually somebody on the pier does and, they, and by now after four years they know our kids when we're out there on the pier so they get jazzed up if they get something on they want one of the kids to come over and help reel it in so we'll have the kids taking turns and, and there's some there's some up there 10 20 000 views of our kids you know cranking up you know cranking up some big monster fish um, and we're blessed because we have that brand down here monster fishing is right right where we're at and they they're a homeschool family too and so when you have pieces in place like that together we, we just really help lift each other up but um and then we have the inshore clinic so we teach them it's not just fishing then we teach them all kinds of stuff and um, this year we're expanding on and adding a little art and photography in the outdoors because it all ties in together so you know anything that we can do to intrigue the kids um, we have them for three hours in the morning and three hours in the evening on two different wednesdays out of the week and then the third sunday of every month we'll do big family safety day and we feed everybody and it's not usually anything fancy because it is it's out of our own pockets so it's usually hot dogs right but (laughs) but it's a good time and you know like this past weekend i think we had 22 or 23 people between kids veterans and parents that came out and were able to go out on the blue skies with their kids and we bring all the fishing gear out we set everything up and our local guys like chicken boy lures um that man makes sure we have all the lures we could ever want you know so we don't have to worry about that cost um terminal tackle and bait are probably really the only thing that gets our butt throughout the year that kind of gets costly with 40 clinics i'm sure you can imagine oh there's a lot of lost term. Right,
1: there's a lot yeah. of lost
2: term- a lot of kids getting hung up um <laughs> yeah. but it- that's just part part of it with kids and fishing. But what we're doing is we're creating these little people and these mostly the moms um, during the week that can now take their kids and do everything. So when dad goes, I, I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's it's what I call um death to the family. It's it's <laughs> when everybody's dad's taking fishing, it's gonna be great, right? It's not. Dad's gonna hate it because he's gotta do too much that's not fishing and he wants to fish and he can't. He's aggravated and everybody's fighting, and it's like that was a terrible idea. But if they've come to real girls and kids fish too we get the mamas and the kids all geared up for fishing then we create that space on Sundays when dads can come and we do it between like two and five so it doesn't interfere with church and then dads can actually just show up and the kids are doing their own stuff they're baiting their own hook they're tying their own stuff on so they can it's a real family atmosphere where it's it's already done dad's not pulling his hair out because you know he's constantly having to switch out stuff Right. So there's, a, there's a little end game for some family, some family happiness there. So,
1: right. Well, I can't even imagine, you know, the amount of parents, you know, that you're getting into fishing as well, you know, cause I mean, you know, what were the kids going to do? Like after a day like that, they're going to go home and be like, I caught a shark, you know, yes! Yes! And th- there's so
2: many. And it's not the only kids fishing group, but it's the only one that does a bunch of times with the same kids. Because usually, you know, some of these massive groups like Fishing's Future, which is amazing, and Fanatic Angler Foundation in San Antonio, they have a huge reach. They might get three, four, five hundred or even a thousand families at one time, but they may never see them again. Right, I'd rather get those twenty or thirty families where I'm having, you know, thirty to fifty kids every month, and we're getting regular repetition with them. Those kids can tell you the size limits. They can tell you what's legal and what's not legal. Oh. So when Dad tried to keep that nineteen-inch redfish, my kids are like, "Dad, Dad, you can't keep that." Dad, no, no, Dad. Right? Oh my
1: gosh! <laughs> so that's
2: so awesome. There's a community there, and and one of our families, um. They had been homeschooling um, their whole lives, and they have been new to the area, had never fished before. They're over a year in our program, They're their second year, and they now have started a little fishing community in their neighborhood at their private lake. They've now gotten four or five kayaks. We actually awarded the oldest son a Jackson Bite last year when we bought our fleet of kayaks. I went ahead and purchased an extra bite, because so I was like, this kid has done so much, and his leadership skills at such a young age, um, he's really done a lot of blessing, and now they have like 10 or 14 people and their own little neighborhood kids that'll come out and fish with them and a year ago the mom didn't even know how to bait a hook so it's just it's beautiful it blesses my heart
1: right oh yeah i mean that's just something to be so proud of you know i mean just you know teaching youth and then having them pass it on to you know their siblings and their parents like how yeah. how much better does it get than that you know <laughs> it's, it's just a, something we gotta
2: we gotta focus on something that's relevant to everyone. Somebody told me a while back when I was in my weight loss journey, I haven't really decided where I was going to plug it into the niche, but I knew it was going to be something with the outdoors. And somebody was like, you got to be relevant. You got to be relevant. And I'm like, geez, I don't, I don't know that I could ever be relevant to anyone. Cause I feel like I'm in my own little bubble with my craziness, but mm-hmm. there's relevance everywhere. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're a, you know, what, what type of home, you know, you're in, if it's a straight home or not, or if it's a, you know, a single parent home or a dual parent home where the grandparents live there. You know, if if you're from a different ethnicity, ethnicity or different culture, different age, you know, if you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, the family unit is a real thing. And the unplugged versus plugged in to your family versus a phone or, you know, a game is real. Those are both very real and relevant. They're going to always be. So we're just trying to create space where kids and families unplug and plug in with each other. You know, I was, you know, I didn't get raised in what most people would call the greatest family unit and, you know, going through divorce and stuff with your own kids. You want to find a way, look, we couldn't get it right to save our own family unit, but maybe we can help some other families and create that space. So that's where we're at with it. it. It's a good time.
1: My gosh, that's just, that is simply amazing. You know, I've pondered about, you know, what things that I can do locally to try to get more people involved. And uh, one thing I want to do this year is just have like a, I don't know what to call it yet. I've been having trouble thinking of a name for it, but like, I want to get like, you know, a lot of the vendors out to my local uh, Lake here, Banner Marsh. You know, I want to get like the different uh, kayak companies. So like Hobie, New Canoe, Jackson, You know, and just have them come down for, like, a a demo day, you know, and then um, have catch come down with their catch boards. You know, if people are interested in tournament fishing, you know, we could teach them how to use the catch board. And then Presley Outdoors, they're here in Bartonville. I want to try to get them involved. Be like, hey, here's a local tackle shop, you know, let's support local, you know. So. So important. You know, that, that's something we're we're
2: gonna push more this year. Uh, Rex de Guzman, I'm sure you know who he is. He came out with Action Hat. And um, he um he has a big push on live live and just living your life live, like right now. And, you know, there's a lot of shop local push, but there's not a lot of live local push. And a lot of us in the industry live in touristy areas. And we've got a lot of footage and stuff from the past year of living locally in our area and taking advantage of the local stuff that we have available for us. Like for you, where all of your local businesses would love to come out and support a safety day or like a swap meet if you wanna, you know, call it that. Our grand opening is the week of April twentieth and we're going to host a swap meet for all the local clubs. You know, awesome. we're gonna get the brands to come out. So that might be something you might wanna think about doing it to where it's it there's a benefit for everyone to come out. Oh, the swap totally. meet benefits. Yeah it's everyone and then you get the brand guys that want to come out there and i know we our jackson team would definitely be down to support you guys if y'all were doing that both to advertise for it and come out i'm sure dustin nichols would be all over coming over for that oh yeah. and um <laughs> the game is holding hands you know we, we talked just briefly earlier about the brand uh, going beyond the brand but um every brand is important you know it, i i i like to measure it up like a baseball game you know you've been practicing all week and you're ready and you show up and it's game time and everybody's like prime time the other team don't show up there's no longer a game to play you practice for nothing so i love competitors i love you know there's something else to keep everybody on their toes as long as there's another brand out there my brand's going to do their best to stay on top of things you right know, kind of
1: yeah of. Yeah. threat there right <laughs> so I you think know
2: healthy- And healthy branding, uh, brand fun with each other is good. But I think it's important to love all the brands and really have an open open heart, open mind
1: with branding. Right, exactly, too, you know. And it's not about, you know, I mean, it is about the brands, but, like, it isn't either. Because, you know, like, everybody's going to have a different experience with the different boats, you know. And it's like you were saying, you know, when you were heavier, you had a different kayak that worked best for you. And now that you're lighter, you have a different one that works best for you. You know, it just really depends on the person you know and that's sometimes that i hate what i see online is people like oh no you only got to go with this brand and everything is like whoa kill a motor dude like calm down it's okay you know people gotta get into this work (laughs) some way a lot of
2: times it's a personality thing and and like you say not everyone was raised in the sport, so they got to get in it some way. So I fished all my life, but I didn't come out the womb a competitive kayak angler. That wasn't who I started as. Right. But my yeah. love for the, my love for all things outdoors, having a photojournalism background, having the fishing background, and then getting into that niche and seeing myself come on top and feel stronger and better and do things that people told me I couldn't do. It empowered me. And then I'm able to take that back and help other women. And, you know, along the way you meet brands and you meet people that are for you and are going the same direction and you can hold hands and go together. You meet people that may not be for you, but they're kind of doing the same thing as you. That's okay. You can run that parallel line. It's for the good of the sport. It doesn't have to be holding hands. And that's where people miss. You know, yes. there a lot of us are out here doing the same thing and it's okay that we're not doing it the same way, just like yep. parenting or whatever. Right. Know, if it's for the good of the sport and it's the heart of the angler you know I, I i got chasing the squirrel earlier but you know our big focus is on that heart of the angler and and yes. taking advantage of our local resources and and making it about more than the brand because the brand war has really got to simmer down and i think it's those of us who have been around for a minute or are staying around for a minute i think it's our responsibility to help with that right yeah
1: yeah exactly exactly you know and you know the biggest thing is just like you know you know, with all the brand wars and everything, like, what are we showing, you know, people who are trying to get into this sport, you know? Like, they aren't going to want to get into it as much because they're going to be like, whoa, you know? Like, yeah, we got You know, the camaraderie of who cares?
2: There's eight brands sitting here, but maybe we all served in the military together. There's eight brands sitting here, but maybe we've all lost a loved one this year. There's eight yes. brands sitting here, maybe we all struggle with an autistic child. There's eight brands yes. sitting here, but, you know, so we're moving that brand and getting to the heart of the angler and finding those of us that match up that are on the right path. It's all for the good of the sport. And and I think I'm seeing it, the mentality come around to that. And the places that aren't for that, I'm cool with putting my blinders on a moving board because there are enough people that are on the ELE, everybody love everybody train. We just, I just keep going on that train. <laughs>
1: right. Yep. That's right. That's all you can do sometimes, you know, yeah. like if people don't want to jump on, hey, that's fine. You know, you're going to miss out, but you know, it's I don't, just, I,
2: I don't mind driving my own train.
1: You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes you have to make your own train and make your own track. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're pulling the train. <laughs>
2: Well, there's many variables, I call them variables. Well, there's many variables as I have. I like to be in control. You know, people used to think I was nuts back in the day when my older ones were little. People are like, how are you coaching four teams? I'm like, the only physical way that my children are going to get to all play this sport as close in age as they are, if I coach all the teams so I can control when all the practices are. (laughs) There
1: you go, look at this, see? (laughs) the only
2: way we're going to make it. I was exhausted, mom. That 13 year run of being a youth coach, girl, <laughs> I don't know. And now those kids, those girls are all adults now. We had a good time. I remember we were just, we were the soccer team of misfits This for the one year. The dad, but no, the dad in the middle of the game, he's like, I, I never coached soccer day in my life. This is like a good 15 years ago. And the coach just throws his, his towel down. Like he's like, I quit. His daughter's on the team and they sucked. They were terrible. It was an awful team. My daughter was also on the team and he just quit. And walked away and I'm like, I'm like, what do we do now? And I've coached baseball for a long time. And I'm like, well, hell, I coach baseball. I coach soccer, right? It's just whatever. We'll figure it out. Just a little bit of mechanics,
1: you know, I mean, all right. (laughs) I picked those
2: girls up and, you know, I coached them for the next four years. We did not win a game until the fourth year. But I want to tell you every one of those girls, every single one of them, save one who still made team manager and she should have made the team and I, the coach was just really not a fair with her but every one of those girls ended up making ju- uh, junior varsity at the high school every girl yeah. that, that played every girl played for me and the first time they ever scored after the three-year drought were, her name was Anna she's probably 24 years old now her name was Anna she was 16 years old she scored we were in Channel View like I remember like yesterday she scored, I ran on the field like it was like some championship game. It's local club soccer, right? I'm not I'm not supposed to be on the field. And the referees knew that we hadn't scored in three years. So they're like, they let us celebrate for a minute. And they're like, All right, coach, get back on the sidelines. And and I'm a passionate person. So I was like, I'm going crazy. Anna, woo! <laughs> And then um, we ended up getting, we won a bunch of stuff too. And my, my kids would write. I would get opportunity for them, and they'd write. And we won some things. We won a we won a really cool Coca Cola sports camp that we all got to go to as a team. And then we raised a bunch of money. And I took these kids who we sucked. We were terrible, but we <laughs> I took the world and we played at the Wild World of Sports in the in like the the um the, like the World's Cup thing against all these other countries. So the girls got to get their butt smashed by you know, Chinese teams and Japanese teams. And, but I'm telling you, those girls had a blast and we had so much fun at Disney world and and the drive down and the drive back. And I wouldn't trade that crazy soccer time for anything because it led into me being a photographer with the dynamo and and Houston Texans and stuff. So as my sports career in photography was going up, it's kind of like everywhere I get, I just use it to, you know, benefit my passion or whatever I'm with, right. That skill, skill set and do a little bit more and do it to the highest I can do it. And then I'm like, okay, what's next? What do you do now?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, it, it, that's also a great thing, you know, to be teaching the kids too, is like, it's not always about winning either. You know, it's about the experience and the camaraderie and everything else that comes with it. I'm glad I can focus
2: on that. Cause you know, in, in the competitive world, there's no way I could do what I'm doing. And spread the awareness and have the growth I've had without competing. So, going out and competing has brought a lot of awareness to my program. So, I compete for that. I compete for the camaraderie and to find those people who are my weirdos or may want to start. I'll hook them up with their parks and wildlife so they can start a little kids' fishing program in their community. Cause it's all there. The, the programs are there. The stuff is free. It's just finding people to facilitate and get drawn the lines from A to Z, you know, to get everybody matched up. So, it's there. It's just it's a matter of going out into community and, and helping. People make it happen.
1: Right, exactly. Well, my gosh, you are a busy woman. i in trouble. I tell people all the time, I'm I'm too
2: high energy. I got to be doing something, and I might as well be productive and good because if not, it's going to be unproductive and bad. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Eric Jack, the owner of Jack
2: kayak. I could listen and talk forever because I'm like, I know, I know, because I think he and I are both spouses on that level, and we're just like always. <laughs> And I tell people all the time, I'm like, the, the biggest difference between us is we have that same craziness. He just has a bigger bank account to be crazy with. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> That's oh, how I understand it sometimes, sense. too. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a little That's bit it. kind of the opposite yeah. side, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm kind of more low-key a little bit, and then I come home, my husband, you know, he's like a little puppy. He's just like, hey, how's it going? How's your day? Blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, let me have five minutes to myself. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> You know, I am loud
2: and go 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 from the second I wake up in the morning a lot of people think I'm just just too much I am too much for some people and I'm kind of high octane and I'm high energy but at the same time I have a lot of personal struggles you know we didn't talk about mental health at all but that, that's a big push for me with heroes on the water. Um, And and just just briefly on that, you know, I've struggled my whole life with anxiety, depression, you know, childhood trauma, PTSD, PTSD, military related, um, not from from war, military issues, other issues that that were going on at the time when I was in service, it was not great for for women at the time. And then as I've gone through life, just life experiences have caused a lot of struggles for me, and then I fight that depression and, and anxiety that can make me like, this is easy for me, right? I can do this. This is super easy. But if I had to to go in front of people who I didn't feel like were on my team or something, I can just have debilitating anxiety It'll just shut me down and it sucks. Um, and, you know, when you suffer like that or going through a lot of trauma and loss, you know, trying to stay alive, you know, people take suicide so lightly and we don't talk about it much and I don't want to talk about it a lot here, but, you know, there's a time and a place for that and Heroes on the Water is a place for it. There's a ton of healing, The paddlefish heel motto is it's for a reason and a purpose. My life was absolutely saved by heroes on the water. And, you know, I'm going to do my very best to do whatever we can to help people get mentally healthy so they can plug into their families and their kids. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, and that is definitely a topic that I feel that just, you know, gets kind of skimmed a lot. You know, I feel that it could be talked about more, you know, in a better way because there's just this this kind of stigma on it, you know, where, you know, oh, you're not supposed to talk about, it. you're supposed to be all quiet and reserved about it, you know, fight alone and everything is just like, no, <laughs> that's why people have so many problems because they keep it to themselves and they don't get the help that they need. It's just like, we, we need to stop and we need to let people know it's okay to not be okay.
2: The more I've left, myself be okay to not be okay I have helped so many people and those people have also helped me you know I've I've met so many people that I would never dream struggle with suicide or that people were like oh you don't really struggle with suicide I'm like no I do I don't feel like I'm going to end my life but I have had moments of such just being done and just being afraid that I I I even trust myself driving down the road because I was afraid I was just going to turn the steering wheel and just go right off the bridge because it's been that bad and it's been that desperate for me and when you battle mental health and I don't mean like crazy, you know, mental health. Um, you have a lot on your soul and your heart. And a lot of times crying is how I, I deal with my panic or crying is how I deal with my anxiety. But it's also how I deal with my excitement and my happiness. So it sucks in me sometimes.
1: <laughs> right.
2: There's probably some postpartum, I mean, not postpartum, but um, what is that one that we go through? Whatever. Whatever when we're old ladies and we're changing the change of life, whatever. Oh, menopause. menopause. (laughs) Right. That's what I feel like Mother Nature
1: is going through right now. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But it's whatever. I'll paddle it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, but yeah, I mean, you know, when the term mental health is brought up, you know, there's so many different, like, mixed responses to it you know okay and it, it's very you know a very broad topic it encompasses so much now you know and like you see, you know anxiety depression ptsd uh abuse you know everything and anything of all of the above you know i just you know girl let me tell you
2: and I, I don't know and and I had to go through bad places in my own marriage and with own men in my own life to really see this. And you can't go back and you can't redo things. But there are so many men in their late 20s to early 40s that probably think that they're just not good enough. They can't do enough because that those men have been taught by the generation before them that your job is to work like a slave and make all the money so that your family never has to do with it. Yep. And it's put so much pressure on our men that, you know, we've got good men out here, good husbands and good fathers. Who are losing their minds chasing money and um and they're losing their families while they're doing it and then they got all this money for nothing you know and I wish we could get more serious about that I wish people would would take that topic more seriously and the same with the moms you know mom's my age we spent that time frame you know being raised on the expectation of how your children are supposed to be and they're supposed to be in this and that and you know make sure they're in everything and make sure you're at everything and it's like It's crazy. You can do it, but it's not what they need. They actually need to go a little bit by themselves. They need to fall a little bit and fail a little bit and don't rescue them all the time and all that hindsight stuff. And love on our husbands. Oh my God, these women, these women and the public shaming of our men. I'm telling you, I am on a, I am a mission to end public shaming of our men and that's a big thing my real girl stuff it's super low-key we meet up once a quarter sometimes once a month depending on the time of the year and i just try to help women get out of that funk of shaming our men yes because it's not okay. I, i'm just as pissed about that as i am body shaming the women who like to you know model in the industry i don't care how people promote the industry it don't matter to me mm-hmm. um you know i can model if I wanted to but that's not my thing <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right you know yeah I'm saving everybody on that one. I mean, if I want to see them, so there's a need for some middle-aged grandma pinup. I don't know, but <laughs> a whole different, whole different blue skies calendar. But, um, <laughs>
1: but,
2: but with that, with that mental damage that we do to each other as men and women, as people who we're supposed to love each other, and we don't realize that we're just bringing our men down. Men need very little encouragement they just need constant encouragement and i think we miss that mark with our men and we just put so much on them and they have so much social stigma to make the mark on the dollars and it's too many mentally unhealthy men out there it breaks my heart. Yeah.
1: you know and i mean you know it, it's not just you know like a, a culture and a society thing i mean you look at tv and movies these days you know they make a big impact of Oh, this is how it should be, you know. It just, you know, not not to say that that's all the blame too, but you know, that's where a lot of big, you know, yeah. social norms and stuff yeah. kind of come from too.
2: The media is the devil on a lot of the expectations. Yes we talk a lot about even with the youth programs, you can't even find a program on Disney or any of those that aren't relationship-based. Like, why does a show about sixth graders have to be relationship-based? Why, you know, everything has to have, you know, revolves around the a a type of relationship. And it's like, you know, I hope I get it right with the younger three. It's okay to have multiple friendships with people that are of the opposite sex. It's fine. It's okay. And I think I think we've made that such a non okay thing that no one knows how to be okay. I've got tons and tons of male friends that are completely platonic and some of them are gorgeous. Some of them are just absolutely smoking hot, natural nature to look at a dude and be like, whoa, or a woman who's beautiful, but that doesn't mean there's an appropriateness going on. Right, so like, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's I know. such a world that if someone's attractive it doesn't mean nasty behavior is afoot. You
1: know? Right. I mean, if you <laughs> act upon it, that's one thing, you know, but we are curious creatures, you know, we yeah. look with our eyes, we see with our eyes. If we see something that's like interesting and good looking, of course, we're going to look like, come on, <laughs> that,
2: that visually appealing thing. But, you know, like to, and again, 20 years ago, I was a completely different person. I I was a probably right. a psychopath crazy girl but it's just now Oh, she's beautiful or oh man the guy's smoking hot but it's it's just visual appeal move on it's okay
1: carry on (laughs) yeah exactly you know and you know this is kind of a topic too you know that I kind of struggle with and still struggle with you know with you know when I travel around for tournaments or just for fun fishing you know asking like a group of guys to go fishing you know sometimes they do sometimes they don't you know and other times it's just, you know, sometimes you feel that kind of I don't know, that hesitation or that awkwardness. You're like, Oh, I gotta ask the wife if I can do anything. You know, it's like hey, you're right. no, <laughs> I, they so many guys wanna fish with me
2: and they can't because their wives are like
1: eh.
2: and I'm like, We're just fishing. Seriously. You can come oh, too. Right. I mean we we're so i've run into that i've even had opportunities to fish in tournaments as a team and gotten the call the night before hey i just ran by my old lady i didn't know she was gonna have a problem with it and it's like we're just fishing right <laughs> i know that's, right so that yeah. is a, that's a successful part of being because when i was married it wasn't like that
1: right yeah i mean like we're, i've yeah i've been with my husband now we'll be we're coming up on seven years we've only been married for just about a year and a half now but like still like that didn't matter, you know, it's just like, all right guys, come on. Like, come on. Yeah. But when I,
2: but when I was married, another, a woman knowing that her husband was going fishing with my ex-husband and me, it wasn't like they were going with me. And then now back, back to the, and, and this is a culture of women who have no self-worth and a culture of men who've been beat down. That's a combination of everybody. Nobody trusts nobody. You know, it's like, eh, you know, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta hold on to this or that. And my brother actually just pulled up. So I don't know how close we are to, I feel like we could talk forever.
1: I know. Right. We totally could, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I've been wanting to get it on for so long and I'm glad it, I'm glad we worked out. Do you have any questions for me?
1: Um, Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> Um, man. Um, I guess. Uh, what uh, are are you going to be going to the uh, national championship?
2: For which do uh, you know K- how for many
1: for KBF? I
2: think it is on my calendar. Yes, is that the one they still hadn't announced the date, and then they just recently announced it for Tennessee, or is that somebody else?
1: Uh, that might know. be that might be somebody else, but it's uh, it's in Gunnersville, um, yes. Tennessee, and it's um, the dates are already set. So it's uh, April second, third, and fourth. Yeah,
2: I'm just gonna say I'm gonna be there. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal.
2: I've tried a little bit of everything, and so far KBS my favorite. I'm obviously gonna jump on one of those bass things because it's inaugural year. I don't want to not be a part of that. But uh, I'll still kind of sit back and and watch on that one and see what's happening. But I want to be a part of it for sure.
1: Awesome. Yeah, what are you uh, looking most forward to this year?
2: LBAA. I'm going to fish as a co-angler in that. And, um, it'll be my first time to compete against women with women. I've always kind of hung with the guys. So I'm excited to, um, find some women to mentor me that have been in hey, I feel like I've been around for a long time with fishing, um, just in general, the sport, but the competition side for four years now, and I'm ready to meet some women who can help get me to my next level in the game because I'm ready to take, the next level with our kids, we, you know, our kids are getting older and we want to be able to take those kids to fish in the bass tournaments locally so they can get in on some of that scholarship money. And I think that's a right. good place for me to start and, uh, with those lady girl, you know, the ladies or girls, the, the lady bass anglers. Um, I think that's, that's going to be my next spot to find some of my like-minded tribe. Yes,
1: Awesome. It's awesome to always hear and see, you know, ladies going with the lady bass anglers. You know, I, I just started kind of, looking at them and watching them uh this year so I'm
2: I'm, I'm afraid of girls. girls give me more anxiety than anything like <laughs> I'm never, I know I'm serious girls scare they scare me like my my anxiety can just be spastic over females and I hate that about myself and I'm working on it and pushing myself into an all-female arena is going to make myself get out of that habit because I know they're not all evil all right. <laughs>
1: I know. Yeah. It's just, you know, sometimes, you know, women can be nasty to each other, nasty to right. each other, you know, but set out the different example out there, you know, just be like, Hey, we don't have to be nasty to each other. Let's, let's work together. You know.
2: Yeah. I've met so many beautiful women in this industry and some of them are beautiful on the inside. Some of them are beautiful on the outside. Some of them are beautiful both ways. Some of them are breathtakingly beautiful and a little ditzy, but they're still nice. <laughs> and then you got some that have so much knowledge and they don't realize how beautiful they are and they kind of, they're dulled down and you want to shine them up. Like, you know, I have all specters of, of women that I just adore in this industry. So. And my teammates on USA Bass, I mean, they, that is the most wonderful, loving and accepting group of women I've ever had the pleasure of fish with. And I was nervous and anxious because they're beautiful women too. You know, and you're going in there with some beautiful younger women that are already slaying the bass. Uh-oh.
1: Did I lose you? Sorry. Are you there? Sorry about that. Oh, there we go. Now you're back.
2: <laughs> I don't know what happened. Somebody tried to call me, and I guess it tried to cut me off. But, oh, yeah, um,
1: that'll happen. Yes.
2: <laughs> when you're around, like, you know, rock star women that are also gorgeous women, and it's a strong alpha female group, too, but we just loved on each other and helped each other, and it was it was a beautiful, fun time. I can't wait to get back on the water with them in May, so
1: awesome awesome good deal well yeah hopefully uh, we'll have an event where we uh, we can actually run into each other and meet up and finish our you know what will probably be an all night talk which you know is awesome
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I find women in the industry who are well we can share our own struggles and we know we're battling with the old you know our same things and we can really help lift each other up and be there for each other so right.
1: yes and that's what matters most that's what it's <laughs> about. Mm hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, what I'll do is, uh, we'll probably end it off here. Um, if you want to end off with, um, you know, any social media tags, um, any sponsor highlights, you know, whoever you want to, uh, give shout outs to, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, since day one for me, um, Yag Gear, Bill Bragman with Yag Gear, Van Sorsky with Line Cutters and Chicken Boy Lures have been my A number ones right by my side. And Camille and all of the people over at Jackson Kayak have just been phenomenal holding our hands last two years to help us grow our fleet. And I, we couldn't be doing any of this without them. And um, if you want to be involved, if you're a woman and you're wanting to get involved with something with women, we have real girls, real like a fishing reel, girls with a Z. If you want to get involved with the kids side, whether you want to volunteer or bring your kids, it's, Kids fish too, also with a Z, fish and a number two at the end. Um, Kayak rental or getting your fitness on and and dropping some weight and really making a healthy lifestyle change, that's Champions Outdoors. And then for all of our veterans, first responders, active duty, military, or retired, it's Heroes on the Water. And that's not just us. We have Galveston Bay Chapter. There's 61 chapters across the USA. If you can't find one in your area, we'll help you start
1: one. So it's good stuff. Awesome. Good deal. And uh, what about social media uh, besides Facebook? (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm Jen underscore yak Girl on
2: Instagram, and Jen Nolan fishing is something where you know I, I maxed out at five thousand a couple years ago, and I keep dropping a few and adding a few and dropping a few and adding a few. And Zorsky <laughs> goes, Jen, Jen Nolan fishing is hot right now. I'm gonna need you to make a Jen Nolan fishing page, and I'm like, I'm the last person who can make a fishing page about myself, but okay, I'll do it. <laughs> So we're hoping to team up with the ladies that came up with that hashtag for women making waves last year and vance is is really wanting to do a highlight table of the women that are making waves in the industry and kind of highlight the women at that line cutters crazy party at icast it's always the biggest party of icast and we're nice. looking forward to getting all the women together. yeah so you definitely get invited to that for sure
1: okay i will <laughs> All right, Jen. Well, thanks so much for uh, being my guest today. And uh, if you guys want to check her out, uh, we'll have her uh, Facebook page, her Instagram, and everything else linked in our uh, webpage and our YouTube channel. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks.
3: Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catchboard. don't forget to go over and pick up your jig masters jigs use promo code pnf20 and save 20% today don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to